voices of a bunch of ladies is like my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you so much for just just meeting us here tonight, God. You're so good. You're so good with bringing your daughters in together, God. And there, there's just a just a special a specialness to um, just ladies gathering, God, in your name. We just thank you for just thank you for coming and meeting us tonight, God. And we just we just pray over um, the word tonight. We pray over hearts. We pray over um, just any any barriers that maybe any any woman is holding on tonight, God. I just pray in Jesus' name that those are dropped and that we just get to just come together in freedom and in just in your name, Lord. We just love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, girls. Yes. I've always been a fan. I don't know, since I was a little kid, if you ask me who my favorite singers were, they're always women. Like, never any men. It's just something about a beautiful woman's voice. You girls did awesome. Thank you. Okay. I got to use two hands and my legs. Okay. <laughs> I already took her scooter, so... <laughs> I'm going to grab my water. I already sound like horse. So. You want to come? You're coming up to join me? <laughs> oh, how is everyone tonight? There's all these cute little babies here and all the things. I love it. Well, my name is Candace. If I haven't got to meet you officially, I'm Candace, and I help lead these these ladies here and um, uh, my team is in the back and I thank them so much because I was taught how to run the sound team or the sound board like years ago and I do not remember whatsoever. So I'm so glad Shelby and Lindsay can help me. <laughs> They're amazing. I'm so blessed to have them in my corner and a couple other ladies that um, it's just a busy summer. They couldn't make it tonight. So everybody else having a super crazy busy summer, but like a good summer. Yeah, mine, yeah, Rachel's like, mm. <laughs> mine has been a new season for us. My daughters are eight and almost 10 now, and uh, we started youth rodeo this year and going a lot more. Last year was kind of like just for fun. This year is like, okay, we're doing this. We're going. We're dry camping in a horse trailer with no air conditioning in Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> when it's a hundred degrees out. So, um, but overall, like I'm actually having the time of my life with them. It's always been something that I wanted to do with my kids, but it just always depended on if that's what they wanted to do as a kid too. So I kind of let them, you know, choose if that was what they wanted to do, but they're pretty, they're pretty into it. So with that, during the week, we are riding horses and practicing tying goats and it doesn't matter what temperature of the day is they're like we want to go ride so I'm like okay um but we we got a young horse for Sheridan she's a four-year-old it was kind of I don't know I, I want to say it's a god thing because like she was exactly what Sheridan had wanted all since she was a little kid she's always wanted a roan a roan mare and I don't know why I had to be a mare but she just wanted a roan mare and she wanted a blue roan. This one was a bay roan. So I'm like, well, okay, compromise. And um, she's just a cute little thing, not registered, not, nothing fancy about her at all. But Sheridan just fell in love with her, and it was kind of like, okay, let's do this. So um, she was just kind of green broke, 
didn't never never wanted to buck never wanted to spook or be a scary horse or anything but we still sent her off to my brother who starts colts and let him kind of make sure she was good to go so when we brought her back home i could ride her and then sheridan could ride her kind of tandem ride her each day um but it's funny because i hadn't rode a young horse for a while um and i forgot how much i really i really do enjoy it and i was taught at a pretty young age probably in high school how um teaching a young horse is a lot of how god guides us and how he he brings us in you know from the wild if you want to say like call an unbroke horse like in the wild like they really they have instinct they have um kind of their fleshly desires um they have fears that are big i mean i guess that's tied with your instinct and they are um just living life how they know best how right surviving um and i have had a a pastor friend in my life he does like cult breakings in like as his ministry and it's the most amazing thing to watch he's gone all over the world doing it um one of my favorite stories was when he was in belize i believe somewhere down in south america and um he was supposed to break this horse that they were bringing they had set up kind of a round pen made out of maybe branches and like wood and they didn't have like metal panels or anything like that and um the village had been notified that he was coming and doing this there's this white cowboy from america coming and he's gonna do this horse breaking um exposition i don't know what else to call it and i guess the way that he explains it it i in my imagination i'm a, i imagine like a jungle <laughs> but it might i don't know it might not be like that but he said that there was kids in the trees and i mean people were lined up he says there was probably about a thousand people there and there's kids like sitting in the trees above him around this round pen area and um he was waiting there and i mean an hour had gone by it was hot people were like getting kind of restless wondering what's going on and finally he like grabs him and he's like where is the horse like why hasn't the horse got here yet and they're like oh we're trying to get it on the truck to get it here and he's like a truck you're trying to get it on a truck and um so he's like take me where where the where the horse is like i'll help you guys get it here i guess you know so they jumped on a four-wheeler and he said it was the scariest ride of his life to get to where this horse was and i mean just think of like a logging road in the mountains like there's no like roads that are, that are maintained and he said that the guy drove like 90 on this four-wheeler got him to where there was about 20 um cowboyish like ranchers from south america surrounding this horse there's a truck I mean, so he was saying, like, what they were saying is really a truck, a truck that had the little panels set up around it. So this horse had, they were whipping this horse, surrounding this horse, whipping it to get it onto this truck to bring it to him to break in front of thousands of people. And he was like, oh, my God, like, this is not going to work. Like, this horse is going to be out of his mind, scared. This is not going to work. Um, I guess they eventually there, I can't remember if he actually got it on the truck or if he walked the horse back or somehow they got the horse back. And he said it was the scariest horse that he'd, he'd ever messed with. It was coming after him. It was, um, 
I mean, it, it viewed him as a predator and it was going to kill him. And eventually, knowing my friend Todd, he was able to get this horse calmed down to accept him. And he was actually able to ride that horse all within a few hours. I mean, he'll take his time. He doesn't sit there and just try to go fast through it. But he always relates when he is working with these horses back to God, bringing in, you know, maybe it's that one person that has been abused in their childhood or um, just terrible things have had happen in their life or whatever. And God brings them in, or it's just a person that's just been running from God and brings them in. And, um, he, he gets that, uh, love and he is put in a position where God's what God created him for. If that makes sense. Um, but he tells the story in Belize, they have that, that, that culture has been ravished by religion. It's been whipped and abused by, you know, the establishment of religion in that country. And what that horse went through to get on that truck was an exact replica of the people that had been ravaged by religion there. Um, so anyways, with this horse that I got, that we got Sheridan, I've, I've been riding her and she's about this high. She's like 14 hands, maybe 14 one. She's just a little thing. And the reason we got her was Sheridan ties goats, pole, bendings, all the things. And she just wanted something that she could like teach. I don't know why I got my kid a young horse. That's not broke on anything, but it just was like Cody sitting here going, Candace, no, but it's so, I just, I was like, man, I remember as a kid learning and teaching my horse how to do different things. And it really grows you as a, as a cowgirl, but I've been riding this horse and Um, I, my brother didn't break her. So she was broke by somebody else and she gets very emotional when you ask her to stop or to, um, like give soft into the bit. And when we got her back from my brother, he just told me, he's like, you know, she is softer and she will accept all these different things, but she gets a little emotional and you have to calm her down. And so what I've learned is like, I have to sit and I like breathe out and ask her and say, whoa, and she will stop and she'll collect. And she's, when she is collected and moves out collected, she feels so amazing. There's not one thing I can't do with her. Like, or I feel like I can't do with her. She's, she's just soft in the bit between the reins. Um, but if she's not, she's got her head in the air and I'm, picturing in my mind that it looks like I'm riding a giraffe. Like that's how high her head can get. (laughs) And she's just a little thing, but all I can think of is like, I look like I'm riding a giraffe right now. Um, (laughs) it's honestly like how it feels, but what, what, um, what I was thinking about when I was riding her the other day, and I just, I just want to paint this picture for you guys. So I am that girl that got to her mid thirties and realized I need to start wearing a big brim hat when I work horses outside because I'm getting a lot of wrinkles and sun damage. So I've got this like big old sun brim hat now. <laughs> and when I ride her, it flips back <laughs> really embarrassingly. And there's a lot of people that drive down the road and I'm like, I'm sure I look like such an idiot. And if her head's in the air, I look like even more of an idiot riding a giraffe. Um, Okay, so I had to paint that picture because it did make me giggle the other day. There was a guy driving really slow, and I, like, 
bring it back down because if I let go of her, she's going to go. Uh, but anyways, I was like, I look like such an idiot. So Cody, if you drive by, that's me out there. It's not the little, I don't know. I was going to say Chinese woman because that's what the hat looks, but that's kind of like not nice to say that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Covered arena. <laughs> there we go. It's chief covered arena. Um, Okay, so back to being serious and where I was going with this message. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, I, uh, I was riding her, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about where I've been in my life, um, probably just in the last six months. And to be honest, like I, I feel like the last six months has been a really growing, vulnerable time for me in my walk with God. And I think I I can kind of pinpoint when it started taking place when I was like, there was just a few things that had popped up in my life that I was like, you know, I'm just going to ignore that. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. That's not, that's okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to let that like make me feel like I need to change something in my life or um, you know, get rid of something in my life or get, uh, I was, I, I basically, I was running from conviction that Holy spirit was giving me. And then it kept, it kept coming because God's faithful in his conviction. <laughs> and I got offended. Like I was like sitting there going and I was getting offended at, um, the people that he was using to bring that conviction in my life. Not that they were like doing it in a mean way, but it would, and I don't even think they knew they were doing it, but I was like, you know what? Like I'm good. This is not okay. This is not cool that this is coming to my life right now. And, um, like I'm good. And I kept ignoring it. I kept walking away from it. I kept not letting Holy spirit show me where or how or why um, he was putting his hand on these parts of my life. And I just want to be honest, like it got to a spot where I really felt like God was against me and that he, that I was um, maybe not in like good standing anymore, I guess. I don't know how else to say that besides like, I felt like God was mad at me. Like, I felt like I was in a spot where, um, I mean, I just don't, I don't know where I need to go with this. I don't know if I need to like talk to somebody or meet with somebody. And I share that not in a sense where I was like, I'm going to walk away from my faith in God. It was more of a sense of like, I don't feel like I don't, I don't know where I'm at with my faith. I don't know where God's taking me. I don't know. I'm not hearing from him besides what he's telling me to like get rid of. Um, and it was just a spot where I was like, okay, like, I don't know what to do here. And honestly, I was thinking about it today. Um, when I was feeding bowls, because I don't get to listen to any music or a podcast or anything. Cause a lot of times I'll just be like cleaning the house and I've got a podcast on, or I've got music on or something. But when I feed bowls, I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. So I don't wreck the tractor because my husband's out of town and I'll be in big trouble. So I'm like, I got to focus. Um, but I really am like, okay, God, you have to wait till I'm like blocked out all of the things that I like to listen to or go with. And he just shared with me, he was like, Candace, 
you keep walking away from what I am telling you because you are in offense to what Holy Spirit is speaking to you because you believe you are good. You believe that, and when I say I'm good, it's like an excuse that I'm good. And it's not uh, like I'm good because of God is good. It's like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Have you guys ever said that? Like, I don't know about for you guys, but like maybe there's a TV show that I'm watching and I'm like, this is probably not something that Jesus would want me to watch, but I'm good because like I can watch this and not be affected by it. Or you hear a song that you're like, Oh, I like this song. I just like the beat of it, but the lyrics are not good. And you're just like, Oh, I'm good. It's I'm good. Like I can listen to this and not be affected by it. Or, um, like I can go out with friends and have drinks and I'm good. Not that that like all of those things are not sin, but if God is convicting you in that area and you are ignoring him that is sin and if you are living in offense towards god like i was like sin was blaringly huge in my life right there because i was being disobedient from what he was wanting to do in my heart and it took a few months for me to be like okay yeah i'm done with that like Okay, out of my, out of, out of my, that was the easy one. Like, what happened? And God told me um, that, first off, so I became offended by what the Holy Spirit was convicting me of. And instead of repenting, I was casting blame. I was casting blame on, well, like, you know, I need this because of, Like, like some days, sometimes I like have a rough day and I need this or I need to, I want to watch the show because you know what? Like I've worked all day hard all day long. Like I just want to watch the show, you know, I'm good. Um, but what it was really coming down to is God, God was like, you are like that horse that gets her head in the air, like a giraffe that you can't do anything with. Right. Like, I can run fast, but I'm going to run into something. And when I am running full out with my head in the air, I'm going to step in a hole or I'm going to run through a barbed wire fence or, you know, a number of things that happen. Rachel, do you like that I'm talking about horses tonight? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, But God was like, you are just like that horse. But when you come back into me, when you collect in between the reins, when you are soft in the mouth, there's nothing that I can't do through you. And I, I was like the, just the picture when I was riding that horse the other day, like I started crying in my big old sun hat that was flipped back because she was trying to run off of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, like God, like that's been me in the last year. I got offended. I got emotional, just like she does when you ask her to do something and she doesn't want to do it. And I got emotional. I got offended. I um, ignored what you were trying to do. When you put pressure on those reins, I threw a fit and tried to run off away from it. Um, But instead of instead of that repenting i chose to get offended and 
or to, and I mean, I feel like when you get offended, it's totally a choice, right? Like you can look at something, somebody can say something online, somebody can um, do something that you see or they do it to you and you, it, it is a choice. It's not, uh, it's nobody can make you be offended, right? Okay. Um, but God, I wrote this down just because I, and I'm like, I will, I do have a couple of scriptures, but I told the girls before, I was like, I'll just take the handheld mic because I'm really just going to be sharing from my heart tonight because I feel like I know exactly where God wants to go with this. Um, but God's never okay with us casting blame, but I believe he always gives us the choice to choose the path we want to walk. Um, whether it's the pack of, path of ownership over what's going on in our life or fear, whether it's the path of repentance or offense, whether it's the path of surrender or pride and that horse having her head in the air. I mean, she's like in the same way with me, a lot of it has to do with pride. Like I don't want to, I don't want to soften to that. I don't want to let God put his you know, finger on that part of my life because like, I'm good. Right. Um, but when Holy spirit touches a part of your life that is being ruled by your flesh and in line with the way of the world, your flesh will rise up in offense. Everything that is dark and evil in this world is offended by the kingdom of God. But if we do not become offended, but soften to his correction, it is a healing balm for our soul that attracts those who are looking for the love of Christ. And when we can soften to Holy Spirit's guidance, there's nothing that God can't do through us. Um, that part of my life where I was, I, I just, I was ignoring it or I was thinking I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good is really the enemy to obedience in Christ. And if you ever find yourself saying that, probably in your head, you know, I'm good. Like, it's okay. I'm good. I really want to encourage you to not do what I did, but to just be like, am I good? Like, am I, do I have this under control? Am I listening to Holy Spirit? Um, cause really Holy Spirit, as well as God's words, that really is the reins that God can put on your life to keep you in like a collected soft position to where he can take you wherever he wants to take you. He can do everything he wants to do through you. And there is so much potential when we are in that, when we are walking with God through that way. Um, something that I just, I, I listened to this horse trainer the other day and she was talking about that her reins are like bumpers. If you think of like a, in bowling, so like the right lane and the left lane rain is the bumpers that keep the ball going down when you're learning how to bowl, I guess, as a kid. And um, so the horse, when it gets over here, it hits the rain over here. And so then it bounces back over here and it hits over the rain over there. I love how Shelby is doing the same thing with her hands. <laughs> she's a visual. <laughs> um, but she's like, so he learns that this space in between the reins is where I want him to be. Because when he bumps over too far over here, he hits this side. And then when he bumps too far over there, he hits this side. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like God. That's like Holy Spirit 
and God's word. So those two are in tandem working together, right? So if we are reading God's word and we're listening to Holy Spirit, those really are the bumpers or the reins in our life. And that space in between is that spot where God is like, I can do so much through you right now. Like there is peace in your life. It may, the world may be going crazier on around you, but in between those two reins, that is peace. That is, um, that is my goodness. Those are my promises coming true. That is, um, courage. That is everything that he has for us. Ladies is between those two reins. And, but when we, when we get into offense, when we think we're good, when we think we are, um, like just, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to read my Bible today. I don't need to, um, turn off that song that's not edifying. I don't need to turn off that TV show that's not edifying. I don't need to pour out that drink. I don't need to go out with those friends that are not good influences in my life. When we just keep going and keep ignoring those things because we think we are good, gosh, man, we get outside of the, those bumpers, those, those reins, that soft space where God wants to have us and let us abide and live in him and where he can take us and grow us. And we can do everything that God wants to do in our lives. Like that little Roan mare, she's got huge potential. And what I love about riding her and feeling her is she's so athletic. She's so quick. She's smart. And if I can keep her knowing that the best, most balanced, most safe spot for her is in, in between those reins instead of with her head high running in pride and offense and fear. That's where I can, I can do so much with this little horse. And that's just, that's just something where I was like, okay, God, I, I love that you shared that with me and show me in your word where we can just have, um, where where people went through that in the Bible. And it's it's so cool because Jesus and his disciples, he had the exact same conversation with them. Um, and we're in John 6 here. But this is after Jesus had gone up and fed the 5,000. And then he sent the disciples across the lake. And then he walked on water. Peter walked on water with him. Um, and then he gets over to the other side and then the crowd that was over on the other side of the lake figure out that he went over there. And so they eventually get over there and find him. And I just, I think Jesus like was like, okay, so we're going to weed out the crowd today with what I'm going to say. <laughs> like, I really feel like that. That's, he's like, okay, I don't want to feed 5,000 again today. Let's weed them out by what I'm going to say today. No, I'm just joking. Um, but He's, he's telling them, they're like, we found him teacher. How did you get here? And Jesus replied, let me make this very clear. You came looking for me because I fed you by a miracle, not because you believe in me. Why would you strive for food that is perishable and not be passionate to seek the food of eternal life, which never spoils. I, the son of man am ready to give you what matters most for God. The father has destined me for this purpose. And they go on and they're like, you know, what should we do to do God's work? And, um, you need to, Jesus says, you need to believe in me. And then he talks about, uh, that he is the bread of life and that 
basically goes on and he talks about um, that, sorry, I'm looking at where I was going with this. Oh, he talks about like, you're going to drink my blood, you're going to eat my body because he is the Lamb of God and um, that's why he was sent was to die for them, right? And when many of Jesus' followers heard these things, sorry, we're in um, 660 now, it caused a stir. That's disgusting, they said. How could anybody accept it? Without anyone telling him, Jesus knew they were outraged and told them, are you offended over my teaching? What will you do when you see the Son of Man ascending into the realm from where he came? The Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life, but there are still some of you who won't believe. In fact, Jesus has already knew that the beginning of who the skeptics were and who his traitor would be. Um, and when I read that, I was like, wow, that really was a spot where they were offended over his teaching. Because at that time, right, they didn't have Holy Spirit abiding in them yet. He hadn't sent Holy Spirit. So this is Jesus just speaking his words to them. <clears throat> and they became offended. They chose to get offended by what he was teaching them or what he was putting on their hearts because they were following him because they fed, he fed them by miracles. They weren't following him because they knew who he was yet, right? And I really feel like that this was a part where they had to um, get real with themselves. Like, am I, am I going to follow him because I get good things from him? Am I going to follow him because he um, is kind of famous in these areas? Am I going to follow him because um, it's kind of like the trendy, cool thing to do right now? But when he said those words, you're going to eat my body and drink my blood, that was like, oh, no, like this just got hard. <laughs> this just got weird. This just got different than what the world looks like, right? Because it's easy. Going with the world is easy, right? Until it's not. But it really is completely opposite of what the kingdom of God is. And when Jesus' words started convicting their hearts, saying, am I going to follow him even when he says these hard things that I don't want to understand or I don't want to believe? Am I going to keep following him? Am I going to keep following him when he puts his finger on this part of my life that I really feel like I don't want to get rid of or I'm good or um, I don't think it's that bad? Am I going to keep following him, right? Because then we go to uh, John... Sorry, I should have wrote this down. It's on my phone because I just looked it up. I want to go to one more spot with you ladies. Let me see, let me see. John 15. Oh, I marked it in my Bible. I just didn't trust myself. <laughs> John 15, 7. Um... Jesus is speaking here. I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will, will stream from within you. But when you live separated from, when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If 
If a person, if a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burnt, to be burnt. But if you live in union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my father. So I've probably read this scripture many, many, many times. I've heard it preached. I've heard it, you know, talked about quite a bit. But I read it the other day, and one word stuck out to me. If you look in 6, if a person is separated from me, if. So if a person is separated, that means that they were once with him, and then they were separated from him. So that if is, if means like it could happen. So that person was in Jesus. That person was walking with Jesus. And that if a person becomes separated means that they can become separated from God. Which in my mind, that's, that stood out to me because I'm like, whoa. When we feel like we're good, when we feel like we're walking with God, but he's over here saying, hey, this spot in your life that you keep ignoring me about, that you keep getting offended when it comes up, when you keep getting emotional about every time that maybe maybe you see something on social media and you're like, ugh, like, no, that's not me. Or maybe um, somebody just mentioned something like, hey, you know, my brother went through that and it was really awful. And you're like, no, but I'm good. Or maybe um, anything in your life that you're like, I... I don't think God's convicting me of that. I think it's just, you know, I think it's just things that are happening, right? Those are spots where I feel like that if is sneaking into our lives. This is, this. he's speaking to people who are walking with him. He's not talking to just a crowd of people that he doesn't know. He's talking about people that are walking with him. So if, if, if there's an if in here, that if means that it could happen to you and I, right? And I don't know about you, but I don't want any ifs in my life when it comes to walking with God. And I really believe that that happens when we keep ignoring where he's put thing, something on our heart or convict his Holy Spirit's convicting us, and we keep ignoring it. We keep getting offended, and we keep walking away and not doing what he's asking us to do. So with that, ladies, I, I just encourage you because I know that it, it, rocked, it rocked my world when I read that and when God's, God's just been working on my heart in the last month. And um, the freedom and the clarity that I've gotten since I was actually did what he told me to do <laughs> has been so good. And I, I'm like, gosh, God, like I feel like there's nothing that you can't do through me now. Because I got rid of that in my life. And I'm so happy about it. And, um, man, I feel like if there's anybody in here tonight where you're like, hey, like, okay, what you talked about was the conviction of the Holy Spirit, too, that I've been having. Or I felt like I'm good in this area. But I know that God's been putting on my heart. Like, just know that, like, come up to me afterwards and, like, I want to pray with you or let's talk about it. And, um, or as sisters, like we'll, we'll surround you with support and love. And that's what we're here for. But, 
Um, I want to pray over you guys tonight. I know it was a kind of a short message, and I told Kirstie, I was like, you take as long as you want on worship, because I know it's going to be a quick one. But I just knew that that's exactly what God wanted me to share with you guys tonight. Um, Father God, we just, I just thank you so much that what you put on my heart, Lord, um, that I had the opportunity to share with my sisters. And I just pray that um, any of the words I said tonight, God, that it would it would bring um, just just that just that first step that they've needed to walk away from something or to get rid of something in their life that they they know deep down that it's not good for them, and they know deep down that they're not good or I'm good because of those things, God. We're good because of you, Lord. Because you're so good. But if there's something that you're putting on our hearts to to walk away from, to get rid of, um, to lay down, Father, I just pray that tonight would be that first step. That they realize that you have been speaking to them about it. That you have been um, just putting that pressure on them to to let it go, Father. And I just pray that they would they would soften to that. I pray that they would um, receive clarity that they would receive freedom and that they would receive just um, vision for where you want to take them, God. And I really believe that that's, that's the best part of, of getting, getting rid of what you've asked us to get rid of, Lord, is because you cast vision in front of us, God. And you show us where you're going to take us and what you can do through us, Lord. When we, when we choose to be obedient, when we choose to soften to um, what you're putting on our hearts, Lord. And I just pray over every single woman tonight, God, that she goes out of here and she she walks in that full freedom and in that full um, just love that you are pouring out on her, God, that you're a God of love and you're not a God of shame. And that's one thing that uh, I know that shame does not lead to obedience, God, but your love, that love that you've poured out for us, that leads to obedience in you, God. And we just thank you for that tonight, God. And we just we just praise you for all that you are and for just loving your daughter so much. In Jesus' name, amen.